What does 25 cents back on every purchase mean to you? A free lunch? That gadget you've been eyeing? A night out with the fellas? With your Premise Perks checking account, you get 25 cents back with every purchase using your debit card and zero ATM, overdraft, or annual fees. With this completely free account, you can watch the money roll in with every swipe and find the freedom to go further with your cash. Premise, the bank that gets it right. Premise is a member FDIC. ATM transactions do not count towards debit card rewards. Good morning, everybody. Uh, welcome to Three <laughs> Questions Podcast. I'm Pam Myers with Pam Myers Social Media. Um, my lovely co-host is the fabulous Erica Yoakum with Virtual Personal Assistance. <laughs> and our guest today is Marisa Melenguez. Did I pronounce that? Not, not that um, not that close, Magallanes, but it was a good try. Magallanes, <laughs> wow. Okay. Magallanes, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. yeah. Um, well, welcome, Marisa. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me. And now you are with the Albuquerque Community Foundation. Do you want to take, can you take a moment just to share with the listeners yeah. what, what that's about, what those sure. foundation does? So the Albuquerque, yeah, the Albuquerque, what does it mean? It's a big question for 9.30 in the morning. No, just kidding. Uh, Albuquerque Community Foundation is just that, a community foundation. Uh, many, there's hundreds of community foundations across the country. We have about six or seven here in New Mexico as well. Um, and we really work at the intersection of nonprofit organizations and donors in this community. We see ourselves as a partner to both and help facilitate uh, funding, uh, work with donors to meet their, you know, philanthropic goals and try to really stand with nonprofits as they work to improve, uh, provide so many important services in this community. Yeah. Of which, yeah, Very we have a great, there is a great community here. Yeah, I mean, it's a great community. Um, so what have, the first question is, uh, what have you learned, you know, about yourself, about what you do going through this whole pandemic? Yeah, that's a great question. So I started at the foundation in 2019 as an advancement manager. I had had a really long career at the National Institute of Flamenco, still number one fan, um, for 14 years as an arts administrator. And so coming into philanthropy, um, I had been in the nonprofit sector for, for quite a long time as a grant seeker. And then now being at the foundation where we do a lot of grant making, it's been really wonderful to see, um, kind of understand the landscape from both perspectives, both mm -hmm. as a nonprofit and as a, a grant making entity. Um, but that was in 19. Uh, then in yeah. 2020, as we all know, <laughs> that was my first year. And then 2020 was like, oh my gosh, just, yeah, you know, doing, doing this work <laughs> in a whole other um, really intense uh, situation as we all experienced. And so what I learned was a lot. Um, I guess if I would, if I would try to make it succinct, it would be that, you know, as a community foundation, we have such an incredible responsibility to be responsive to community need. And that means we have to really deeply understand community need. And that means we have to have a really expansive definition of what community means. And so those three things layered together, I think, you know, community foundations across the country have experienced that in many different ways, talking to um, colleagues in Tucson when they had the shooting with 
Gabrielle Giffords, you know, almost 10 years ago now or something. Um, you know, so there's so many times where our communities can be in trauma um, and community foundations are usually right there responding to that trauma. But in the middle of a global pandemic, a racial reckoning, um, I think it really put so much accountability on many film, all philanthropic institutions and particularly in community foundations to really question how ingrained and knowledgeable we are about the communities we serve every day and starting to really, you know, be very much, much more thoughtful. There's always a good base of thoughtfulness around that, but digging deeper into that responsibility, I think was one thing that I learned quite a bit around the pandemic. I imagine with all the, all the different upheavals, not only the pandemic, but all the other stuff going on too, that mm -hmm. there's been lots of, you know, well, who are you helping? Yeah. And, yeah, and, right. and, you know, people have gotten so divisive about so much of this stuff that, that, you know, you know yeah, you got to really reach out to the community and go, look, this is, this is a good thing. This is a solid mm -hmm. thing. We're helping with this. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, that's a fun place to be in, in all right. of So I imagine 2020 was rolled around like all of us, right? But 2020 rolled around, you're in a brand new job and you go, well. <laughs> and just to tag on that, so I always say tell the story. So 19 was technically my first year. 2020 was definitely a brand new, you know, situation because of the context. And yeah. then in 2021, I started a new position for uh, called vice president of strategy and equity. It was a new position for the foundation and really was born out of um, kind of what I just shared about, like really deepening our our knowledge and partnerships and commitment towards equity in this foundation. Um, so I'm finally 2022 feel like I've, I am like in the same context as I have, because every year has been just such a new situation. And so I feel like I don't want to speak too soon. We're only, you know, the 13 days in, but I'm hoping I have my feet underneath me a little bit, but I'll check back with, with you in a couple months. And Don't be testing fate like that. Jesus, <laughs> I'm telling you, you know, you start saying things like things are getting back to normal and we wind up with Omicron, you know, you, just, yeah, you, can't, you can't even. Yeah. Definitely. It just, no. don't, don't test fate. I like that. Right. <laughs> so what changes yeah. have you had to make? Mm. What changes have we had to make? Um, what haven't they made? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, okay. So the things as a nonprofit girl at heart, like what I love the most is really being committed to unrestricted funding for organizations. We know, and I know from firsthand experience that Unrestricted funding is critical. Uh, low, bur low burdensome unrestricted funding is critical for nonprofits. Um, so we're committed to that in our various funding vehicles that we have at the Community Foundation. Um, we've also learned that um, it is absolutely the moment to question and investigate the practices that we've had, you know, we're for, we just celebrated our 40th anniversary. And so there's a wonderful institution wow. with like an incredible legacy here. And, and it's, it, and I love thinking about things in, and like, it's, it's great to celebrate that. And it's also really healthy to investigate, you know, our practices and make sure that we're being as responsive and equitable as a funder as we absolutely can be. And so I think that, um, that has resulted in lots of changes, some very big, some, you know, smaller, but I think it's the, the summation of all of those changes that um, 
are helping us continue to be a, a good ethical funder in this community. Yeah. That's what I love about these conversations. So much comes out that, you know, you hadn't thought of from, from right from the speakers, from the guests perspective of, Right. I think that we, we are seeing things, everybody sees it from the outside, but hearing your, hearing the points of view on how things have affected you, on how the challenges that you've had to face and decisions is really, I think, so helpful for everybody to hear. Yeah, and I think, you know, just like, you know, many organizations, both in the nonprofit, you know, philanthropic sector and outside of it, I mean, it's it's a constant you know, the word of 2021 is pivot, right? Like in 2020, <laughs> you know how they yes. do like the, the pandemic year. Like this right. is our word of the last three years is just pivot. Um, and so, you know, we, we are not, we, we have those same challenges, you know, do we do an in-person event? Do we not? Like, how do we facilitate, you know, engaging hybrid experiences? Um, you know, all of those things that, that, um, you know, many of us in different, industries have had to deal with and and it's exhausting yeah right it is exhausting it's fascinating right. that, the, that the term hybrid experience is now part of our vernacular yeah yeah, yeah. right like yeah. Yeah. so i've been virtual for i'm going on 12 years with the business i've been virtual for 12 years and i've been, i remember when these these kind of things like i go way back to join me and join in and all these mm -hmm. uh, you know all these other platforms that we used to use then I would tell people, it'll be just like I'm sitting shoulder to shoulder with you and I can look at your computer and we can work it out. And people would be like, what? <laughs> no, yeah. you come here to my office because that won't be the same. So when 2020 rolled around, I and this is terrible to say, but part of me was like, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, you're like, See, yeah, well, and, and I get that in the sense that, you know, I think what it's done for accessibility has been really wonderful, right? And, right. and I think- Sometimes, you know, in anything, it takes a really massive something. In this case, we had a huge, massive something with a capital S, all caps, uh, you know, called COVID-19 that that forced us to do things in a different way that we may not have done before. And there have been some things that have been, um, I, I guess I'll use the word positive for lack of a better word, but, you know, or or good about it or I don't know that sounds weird to say so so I don't know if I want to commit to that but um but it is great to have you know I think about you know being able to just like be home when you need to be home and with your kids if you have somebody sick in your family and still you know or engage if you're just you know wow. immunocompromised and say like hey I can still participate in this and so there is some wonderful things about about this experience. Yeah, I, I think it's had a major, it's obviously it's had a major impact on corporations, companies, businesses on how people can work from home and still be as productive um, for the most part yeah. without having to go into an office and travel time and all that's involved with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's so. interesting. So you got my, my brain thinking about accessibility. And like how many of these events, um, people who have a hard time with accessibility, maybe they're, you know, in a wheelchair or they're, or they have movement issues or something like that. But if mm, these events go right. online, they can be part of it and be, and become part of a community mm -hmm. because they're, because it is online. That's, in, that's an interesting, 
I'm sure somebody out there is figuring out these st statistics. It won't be me, but yeah. I, you know, that's yeah. a, it yeah. just got me thinking about, wow, you know, <laughs> sometimes if you go, I can't go because I am afraid or I yeah. don't travel well, or I, you know, mm -hmm. whatever I, I may have, I may have something or I'm slightly feeling sick. I really like to go to this meeting, but I really must not myself. And then, but you can call in and have the, the virtual portion portion yeah. of it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So Maurice, what has been your biggest takeaway through all this? <laughs> um, I think personally, I probably have just like, you know, so many of us struggled with balance and in, in mm -hmm. you know, um, a very fast moving organization. And, and I think it's been healthy even among our peers here at the foundation. And then in my, my friend and kind of professional colleague group, you know, just normalizing, talking about that and saying like, you know, we've got to be more open about some of the, you know, mental health challenges that we're facing and, and the pursuit of better work-life balance and, and just be very open about that because I think, I think not having those spaces to just really talk about it just creates a deeper sense of isolation. And that's something that, you know, this pandemic has, has, you know, certainly, even though now we're in this, you know, everybody's trying to do their best managing like social and stay at home and it's a weird time, but, you know, we went through like really crazy periods of isolation earlier on. And um, so <laughs> I, I think that, that that is one big personal takeaway is just trying to be more vocal honest with myself and more vocal in the community about talking about, you know, mental health challenges and work-life balance and what, especially both when, you know, in, in this sector of, you know, nonprofit philanthropy work, it's philanthropic work, it's, it's heavy. And, and also in the line of work and, and being leading equity work in, in this foundation is also heavy. And I think that it's healthy to talk about it and, and build community around those struggles and, and move forward, you know, with a sense of, community. So that's been a big takeaway for me personally. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm still, yeah, I'm still wrapping my brain around. I'm, so I, I'm liking the idea that, that you said the foundation is 40 years old. To me, that's shocking. Mm -hmm. Like really 40 years old. That's again, honestly, had never heard of it before yeah. <laughs> I'm on the schedule and well, I had to go look it up and go, really? Yeah, it's, it's so that's one of the best parts about our podcast is, is, you know, for me, learning and going and about what people do and who they are. And it's really broadened my image of Albuquerque. Mm -hmm. um, but the fact that a 40 year old institution will turn around and look at itself mm -hmm. says a lot, too, because that's, you know, you get pretty entrenched after 40 years. You know, hey, we're doing it. We're doing it the right way. It's like, well, maybe we can take a look at that. Yeah, I think it's a healthy, it's a healthy, like having that learning spirit for us as humans and then like institutions is a really good quality, right? Because at what point are we like these static, unchanging robots or not? Right. And, right. and I don't think, I think. Even <laughs> Microsoft. <laughs> and I think about it, even with the Community Foundation, right? We're an endowment based organization. And so you know, we're, I think the oldest community foundation, I know it's the Cleveland foundation and I know it's over a hundred years old. And so when you're in endowment work, the whole structure is set up in perpetuity. 
And so I think about this a lot and saying, you know, I've been here three years. My boss, Randy Royster, is I think going on 16 or 17, you know, and 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 that feels like a long time and it is, but it really is just like this thumbprint when you think about a foundation that is set up to exist in perpetuity. And so, you know, that is humbling in the sense of we're stewarding this as these assets and our community responsiveness for a, a relatively short time. And so right. to think that it's ever gonna be a static entity that just is here is an interesting juxtaposition because it is here and it will be here, but at the same time, it's like morphing and growing and changing and evolving all the time. Right. And so I kind of love that. I think it's an interesting um, dynamic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's an interesting enigma to, to to go in every day and figure that out, right? Right. Yeah. That balance and yeah, very. It's cool. all. It also takes good leadership too. I mean, <laughs> well, that's you, true. You, very true. Right? You can have a great organization, a very a really good, solid organization, but if if the leadership is not on point with with being open minded then it can easily stagnate, right? I mean, that that is so important to have good leadership too. It makes, yeah. it makes for a much better environment. And yeah, absolutely. no, and it's, and it's never easy. And I think yeah. once you get that out of your head that it's gonna be easy, then it, then it becomes a little bit easier because you just expect the, right. you expect the challenge and you can understand that, that change in and of itself is really hard. And I, I think about like, you know, change upon change upon change, just like we're, we've experienced this last three years as a, as a society, right? So much change mm-hmm. and different types of change, different levels. And um, it's nice to go about it with a friend though. And I do want to give a shout out um, to our partners at United Way of Central New Mexico. And um, we, we started a collaborative called DEI United mm-hmm. a, year, a little more than a year ago um, in response to the racial reckoning. And neither of our institutions I shouldn't say that. Both of our institutions had been working in diversity, equity, and inclusion in different ways for some time prior to this. But knowing that we had to have a bigger commitment, a more authentic commitment, a, a, a deeper integrity in how we approach that work, we built this collaborative together. And I think that, that that made dealing with the fumbles, the hard parts, um, just so much I don't want like it was. I don't want to say easier, but it, it was. It was nice. To, it, it has been nice to have a partner in that work and another philanthropic agency, you know, to say, "Hey, we're not alone in feeling this," or like, you know, our staff is doing a lot of work together. And I think, I think it, you know, going back to that isolation, right? It'd be a lot harder if ACF was just doing this by itself, right? But because we're doing it with our peers, there's a lot more fortitude for the work, especially when it gets harder. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, great conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so, Marisa, if someone wants to reach out and find out more or reach out to you, how would they do that? Yeah. So, our website is abqcf, like communityfoundation.org. Mm-hmm. And my email is marisa, M A R I S A, at abqcf.org. Love to have a conversation with anybody about anything. Let's see if I can get, did I get it right? I think I got it right. Yeah, that's perfect. Oh, right. oh fancy. It shows up right there. Right. <laughs> that's not responsive. 
<laughs> I just want to make sure I spelled everything right. So you got it perfect. Cool. Awesome. Marisa, thank you so much for being a guest. It's been a great conversation this morning. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate meeting both of you and thanks for all the work you do in this community. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Have, have a great a good day. morning. The rest of your day. <laughs> Everything will be easier now after you've got the podcast done, you know, at 9.30 in the morning. <laughs> this is going to be the funnest part of my day. Are you kidding? <laughs> Yay, we're fun. You are super fun. Bye, all. Bye. <laughs> what does 25 cents back on every purchase mean to you? A free lunch? That gadget you've been eyeing. A night out with the fellas. With your Primus Perks checking account, you get 25 cents back with every purchase using your debit card and zero ATM, overdraft, or annual fees. With this completely free account, you can watch the money roll in with every swipe and find the freedom to go further with your cash. Primus, the bank that gets it right. Primus is a member FDIC. ATM transactions do not count towards debit card rewards.